The Old Testament reading for this second last Sunday of the church year is found recorded in the book of Zephaniah as we read from the first chapter. Be silent before the Lord God, for the day of the Lord is near. The Lord has prepared a sacrifice and consecrated his guests. And on the day of the Lord's sacrifice, he will punish the officials and the king's sons and all who array themselves in foreign attire. On that day, I will punish everyone who leaps over the threshold and those who fill their master's house with violence and fraud. On that day, declares the Lord, a cry will be heard from the fish gate, a wail from the second quarter, a loud crash from the hills. Wail, O inhabitants of the mortar, for all the traitors are no more. All who weigh out silver are cut off. At that time, I will search Jerusalem with lamps, and I will punish the men who are complacent, those who say in their hearts, the Lord will not do good, nor will he do ill. Their goods shall be plundered and their houses laid waste. Though they build houses, they shall not inhabit them. Though they plant vineyards, they shall not drink wine from them. The great day of the Lord is near, near and hastening fast. The sound of the day of the Lord is bitter. The mighty man cries aloud there. A day of wrath is that day, a day of distress and anguish, a day of ruin and devastation, a day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and thick darkness, a day of trumpet blast and battle cry against the fortified cities and against the lofty battlements. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle reading for the day is found recorded in St. Paul's first letter to the Thessalonians as we read from the fifth chapter. Now concerning the times and seasons, brothers, you have no need to have anything written to you. For you yourselves are fully aware that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying there is peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. But you are not in darkness, brothers, for that day to surprise you like a thief. For you are all children of light, children of the day. We are not of the night or of the darkness. So then, let us not sleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God has not destined us for wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we might live with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up, just as you are doing. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 25th chapter. Jesus said, It will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. He who had received the first or the, received the five talents went at once and traded with them, and he made five talents more. 
so also he who had the two talents made two talents more. But he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Now after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here I have made five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And he also, who had the two talents, came forward, saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents. Here I have made two talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. He also, who had received the one talent, came forward, saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master answered him, You wicked and slothful servant, you knew that I weep reap where I have not sowed, and gather where I scattered no seed? Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and at my coming I should have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has the ten talents, for to everyone who has will more be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away." And cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness, in that place where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is the gospel of our Lord. God's grace, his mercy, and his peace be multiplied upon each of you, both now and forevermore. Amen. The word of God to which you and I direct our attention on this second last Sunday of the church year is the epistle reading for the day. St. Paul's discussion concerning being children of light or children of darkness, and how that is shown forth in the gospel reading as well. My dear friends in Christ, one thing that is always dangerous for the pastor to do is to ask you to take a look at your watch. Do it this morning. As you take a look at your watch this morning, and you see those hands and where they're placed on the dial, do you know what time it is? The real time. So before you answer that question for yourself or to me, think about that question in light of today's readings. Each of us has an awareness of time. We certainly can say that it's Sunday morning and that either brunch or lunch is not far off. Some of us will spend the afternoon hours getting ready for school or for work tomorrow. Others may be straightening the house, anticipating Thanksgiving guests later this week. And still others may be watching that football game that will be televised later today. Some folks will spend their time studying the past and looking at how life was in days gone by. And at the same time, there will be those who will be looking to the future and asking, 
What will the days ahead hold for me and for the ones that I love? That's especially true in the times in which we live, given the tensions and the uncertainty that is all around us. And yet that question, do you know what time it is? We are reminded today that we all have an appointment with destiny. That is to say, we all have an appointment with the day of judgment. The day when you and I and every man, woman, and child who has lived throughout all of time will stand before the eternal judge. Jesus tells us that that day will come upon us suddenly, like a thief in the night, at a time when it is least expected. For the unbeliever, it is going to be a day of terror and destruction. And yet here we are, the church. We are the bride of Christ, and we are waiting expectantly. We are waiting expectantly for that day of judgment will not be a day of terror or destruction for us, but rather a day of rejoicing. Yes, we are sons and daughters of the Heavenly Father through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Our Heavenly Father has already unleashed the wrath that we should have received because of our sin. And he has unleashed that wrath, poured it out on his son, Jesus Christ, who suffered the sinner's death, who made atonement for all of our sins. Indeed, my friends, Jesus has redeemed you and me from eternal death and destruction. So as we anticipate the coming of our Lord in glory on the last day, as you and I anticipate the resurrection of this body from death to life, it will not be a day of wrath, but rather the dawning of eternal peace and joy, a joy-filled reunion with all who have lived and died in the faith throughout the ages. My friends, St. Paul is reminding us that we do live in this world. And at the same time, we are not of this world. As you live each day, as you watch the passing of time, you are doing so from a new perspective. For you know that one day, time is going to give way to God's eternal day. And that is heaven. St. Paul tells us that we have been brought from darkness into light. Yes, those who live according to the sinful nature, those who live to satisfy the desires of the sinful flesh, they are the ones who are living in spiritual darkness. They are the ones who are living apart from God's love in Jesus Christ. And living apart from Christ will bring judgment an eternity of hell, a total separation from God's love. Think again of the hymn that you just sang and how the writer expressed that thought in verse 4. Then those who scorned the Lord and and sought but carnal pleasures, who here despised his precious word and loved their earthly treasures, with shame and trembling they will stand and at the judge's stern command to Satan be delivered. Let that be a sobering thought for all of us as well. And yet here we are. We have been baptized into the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
We are sons and daughters of light, and that through faith in Christ. You and I are no longer slaves. We are no longer served the inclinations of the sinful flesh, but rather you and I are living each day for Christ. We run away from the sin with, when temptation comes knocking at our door. We are always clinging to Christ who has freed us from the guilt and the power of sin by his sin-atoning sacrifice on the cross. My friends, you live each day for Christ. You conform your will to his holy will, and he lives in you. Look at how St. Paul describes Jesus enabling you to live according to his will. St. Paul tells us that we have put on the breastplate of faith, having been baptized into Christ. Think of that breastplate as your bulletproof vest protecting you from Satan's bullets that are fired toward your heart. The breastplate of faith is the kind of faith that clings to Christ alone and to his work of salvation. The breastplate of faith is that kind of faith that clings to Christ alone. It is the kind of faith that has you reaching out to your neighbor with the life-giving message of the gospel always showing the compassion of Christ in both word and deed. Yes, we are enabled to live that life in Christ as we also put on the helmet of salvation. Again, that happens in our baptism into Jesus' death and resurrection. That helmet protects our head in the event of an accident. So with that helmet of salvation, we need not fear the wrath of God falling upon us. For Christ has borne God's wrath for us in his thorn-crowned head. Jesus helps you and me to not dread the uncertainty of what the months or the years ahead may hold for us. But rather, he enables us to live in the glorious hope of a wonderful future a future that will be eternal in his presence, in the joys of his heavenly home. So my friends, as you and I live in the light of day, we live each day anticipating the culmination of our faith. And that is Christ's return to claim his bride, the church, to claim you, and all who have believed throughout the ages in his sin-atoning work of salvation. Yes, just what time is it? It's time to throw off the works of darkness. It's time to turn away from the anxiety and the dread that the unknown and unbelief brings. It's time to be brought to life in Christ to immerse ourselves in his word and sacrament. For indeed it is through these humble means of word, water, bread, and wine that Christ continues to bring you and me the precious message of the forgiveness of all of our sins, the precious message of his love for sinners like each of us, the precious message whereby Christ enables you and me to live in love of our neighbor and in the certain promise of our bodily resurrection from death to life eternal.
Paul's closing thought is simply this. Encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. Our calling, even today, is to encourage. Yes, to encourage one another as we gather here for divine service. Encourage one another no matter what our circumstance may be in life. Encourage one another that indeed Christ's love and his mercy and his forgiveness is the source of all strength. Even to that day when we will see him face to face in the eternal joys of his heavenly home. So what time is it? Regardless of what the clock says right now. Regardless of what we plan to do later today or tomorrow. We always remember that God's clock is ticking. As the redeemed in Christ, we're watching and we're waiting for his return. We are always alert, always living in expectant hope because of Jesus' love and his gift of salvation that is freely given to you through faith in him. May God grant to each of us that faith that looks solely to Christ alone even to that day of eternal life. Amen. And now may the peace of God that surpasses all of our human understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. Thank you.